0: Discover Star Trek Discovery with us as we recap and critique the episodes with a little sass and humor. Okay, maybe a lot of sass and laughter. Ready to laugh with us? Hello and welcome to Trekky and Beyond, a Star Trek podcast.
1: I'm Monika. And I'm Andrea. And welcome to episode five of season two. This episode, Tilly is in trouble and the Discovery crew is stopping at nothing to save her. But how will they handle the addition of two people who they don't know if they can trust and a third they just weren't expecting? So let's get into it. Monika, what were your initial reactions about this episode? I don't
0: know I have mixed feelings about this episode looking forward to talking about it further there's some uh, (laughs) concerns Um, I don't understand the title of this episode but I'll run with it the Saints of Imperfection episode which is this one is not perfect for me see Mm -hmm. what I did right there (laughs) uh, the episode left me with more questions than answers what
1: about you um, so I, in the beginning of this episode, I was just like, oh God, another emotional episode scene with Michael. I was like, I feel like they're overdoing it. I feel like they're just overdoing her emotional scenes. So it wasn't really, when I saw the starting of this episode, I was not looking forward to this episode anymore. So I was like, oh God, is it going to be one of those episodes where I'm supposed to feel cause she's feeling. And I just feel like all they do is make her feel in every episode. And it's so annoying now. Um, as you can tell people, I'm dead inside. Um, so, but by the end of it, I definitely love this episode. There was like, there was a legit part where I screamed and, uh, I'm recovering from a knee injury. And so the people in my household were scared that I actually hurt myself (laughs) because I was like, Oh my God. Um, so it's like, um, I liked it for one reason and one reason only, but the rest of it wasn't able to save it. So let's go ahead and get into it and let's talk about it. So the first part of this episode, we see Michael with a scared look on her face running and she's like huffing it, like full on huffing it to engineering Um, because I'm pretty sure Paul told them Tilly is like, look, chicks skipped. She's gone. We don't know where she is. What's happening? Um, And I will say in that opening scene, I was, like I said, in my initial reaction, I was over it. The moment I saw her face, I was over it because I have, I feel like they're in the habit of making her so much more emotional this season. And it's annoying because it, it, they, they keep making her go back and forth between Vulcan, human, Vulcan, human. And it's never a, and it's always either or. There's never really middle ground with her when it comes to her the way she does emotions and I feel like she's over the having her overdo it and I'm just sort of I'm exhausted I can't take any more drama from her like that's where I'm at I'm exhausted (laughs) I need a break what did you think of the opening scene
0: I feel like the last few episodes there's just been a lot of running and her running's a little awkward for me and uh it's It's her. So for those that are listening to the podcast and can't see me, her hands are straight out. It's a robotic run. It's really weird. (laughs) It was was just like, and then I and then I started thinking, oh well, now I guess she's transitioning from oh, uh, Saru is okay now. Now let me run to find out the status of Tilly that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, well, why is she running? It was just weird. Weird to start out like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that way. But I'm glad that she was deeply concerned about Tilly, like we all are, um, or were at that, at that moment, and to run to rescue her roommate, um,
1: who we'll find out is in the blob. We're going to talk a lot more about Tilly probably in the second half because that whole scene, that whole part where she is, is a lot to discuss. And um, so don't worry, guys, we are going to discuss it. Um, but we're going to talk about first um, their search for Spock um, and how they believe they have a um, his location down pat and they're all chasing him. It's basically like a game of cat and mouse and... Then like Spock, I sort of knew something was wrong the moment when they were in warp chasing Spock, and then Spock somehow stopped and rerouted his route and made the discovery pass him. And I was like I thought in that moment, something's up. That's something's wrong. Cause that just seemed weird. And Saru did make a good point of saying, Hey, he may not know that you're on the ship, Pike. So how about you call him and say it's me and tell him it's you? And Pike does, and Spock still is like, No i'm running away i'm getting out of here and so that just really didn't sit right with me because they were supposed to have this good relationship i was like something's going on um and then they transport someone onto their ship and they all get down there they lift up their like they all have their phasers aiming and i'm like don't you shoot my boy if it does turn out to be him and who walks off the ship i will let i'll <laughs> let you tell them who walks off the ship terry and
0: george also known as retired georgia now section
1: 31 georgia <laughs> and it's very interesting because everyone else lowers their weapon the their weapon the moment they see her but not michael right. michael almost even like almost readjusting like nah i'm still i'm still i'm still targeted on you and pike has to sort of say something to get her to realize hey stop you gotta act you gotta have to play the role again lower your weapon even though like he doesn't so know what's upset going at michael.
0: on michael i'm so upset because michael helped create this problem yes <laughs> because she brought out to this universe georgia was <laughs> so i know that michael keeps she talks about rules and understanding but um certain laws and I, I think there's a fundamental law don't take someone out of their time zone don't take someone out of their like their universe and bring them into
1: this like that <laughs> goodness anyway I'm sorry <laughs> No, you're, you're right you're right you're right um and it's um this is there where they all find out because none of them are aware at this moment only the pre- only the Klingon people and like Ash knew Um, that Giorgio is not retired she's in section 31 and so we find out that she and Pike went to school together and Pike is realizing something's up very slightly but he can's like she's a little different um and he even brings that up to Michael later and Michael's like I can't really talk about it here right
0: well because Pike also noticed that when they were chasing this uh, Spock's getaway vessel georgio never like hailed and say oh it's me or like she was like dodging them and running into this red glare i can't remember exactly what that was the nebula, but,
1: something like that yeah
0: she could have communicated with them that she's part of starfleet too she could have like helped solve this problem and so i think that was what what surprised um pike was that she didn't use standard protocols Mm -hmm. to state that, you know, she's friendly in this whole thing. And she's trying to find Spock as well.
1: And it's very interesting because um, if they, well, we find out at this moment that section 31 is also after Spock. Um, And so section one sends a liaison to the discovery and Michael doesn't really know who it is at first. And then she gets, she rounds the corner and you see Ash. And I will say this, Pike don't like Ash. Pike, he's like, no, he killed he killed an officer. And it's really interesting because Michael stands up for him. It's like he wasn't, it was Volk who did it. And then Pike goes and comes back and says that he's still, and he left to be the torchbearer to Klingons. Like, I don't trust this man as far as I could throw him. Um, so I'm liking that Pike is, he, he seems like he's an attaboy type of guy. He seems like, oh, like we're seeing more of the reasons why that this man is captain because he's, he's reading between the lines, he's reading body language and he's understanding there's more on this ship that I don't understand that he can tell that Michael knows and possibly Saru may know, but no one, on the sh- uh, no one else on the ship knows and understands. So he's getting, he's like, oh, oh, this is something's going on and I don't trust Ash. And it was really interesting that Michael was still trying to trust him Right. And I was like, girl, let that guy go. Let him go, <laughs> let him go. He now works with Section 31 um, and he's their liaison. And Pike does not mess with Ash at all right. throughout this entire, yeah. Yeah. Um, their yeah. entire, uh, what is it? Uh, their active thing that they're doing, their entire issue that they were going through. And every time Ash spoke up, Pike was like, "You are sp- you speak when you're spoken to. <laughs> What did and you don't think? leave this bridge. Stay here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, people on this bridge only speak when the cap, when they have permission to. Like he does not like Ash, and the thing is, he's never met Ash before. But the fact that he's reacting so viscerally to him, when everyone else on the ship isn't, is sort of telling. Because he's like, I, I, he's like, I didn't go through with what with, uh, what y'all went through, and it's so it's interesting because. Ash killed a Starfleet member. Spock apparently killed three Starfleet members. And Pike is giving Spock the benefit of the doubt when he has no idea what actually happened. And he's not doing that to Ash. So what do you think? Is he think it's like a favoritism or do you think is like he's seeing more than what's there? I think that
0: Captain Pike knows that he's doesn't have all the information. So he's skeptical because there's someone's lying because Mm -hmm. there's hidden things here. And he just likes to have information. Just people tell him, like even with Michael, he said, Michael, something's going on here with you and Ash. I don't know what this is, but you need to tell me. And then Michael told uh, Pike, um, just give me some time and then I'll tell you. And he seemed to back off then, but he wants to just have a, a solid understanding of what's going on. And I'm starting to blame Cornwell because I think this is classified Kept, um section 31 is classified, all the stuff with George O. travel, time travel, I think that's classified. And some of the other, I guess, the mission on Quino said that's classified. So he just definitely did not go through the journey that the rest of the crew went through and definitely does not have all of the classified information. And he's just, has his guard up because, um, he doesn't understand what's going on, and and I I can understand that. He's a new
1: kid on the block. And he's like, this is not adding up, <laughs> and it's it's a lot different than his go with the flow. I'm gonna trust you guys because, like, again, he he's mentioned from the get go. He understands they've been through things that he doesn't understand it that he's not aware of, yeah. and he's always gone with their. Um, he's he's really he's always gone with what their recommendation was because he understood they had factors that he wasn't aware of. And we see in this case, he doesn't care. Right,
0: but I'm also suspicious of Georgiou because she did travel away from Discovery when they're, when they were trying to track down Spock. And they could, I would guess there's some sort of sensors to indicate when Spock beamed out of that transport ship, when it slowed down there should be some sort of indicators that of what happened when he left. And <laughs> I don't know, it just something I'm suspicious and I'm sure we'll find out, um, in the episodes to come, but I'm not
1: trusting Tara and, <laughs> and I oh, no, <laughs> And, um, she makes the, she makes the, um, what does she say? She was like, she tells, uh, Michael that, um, when I find Spock, I'll be sure to pass along your regards. And Michael repeat, like Michael gets in her face. Like if you touch my brother, like that, that's the unknown thing that she doesn't have to finish the sentence. If you touch, if you put a hand on my brother and Giorgio, you know, never want to back down is like, what, um, she's like, oh, she sort of teases her or hints like that's the woman I know. basically saying she's getting closer to the Terran, Michael. Um, But Giorgio also goes to say that Michael should trust her more because every, any chance that Giorgio's had to kill her or allow Michael to die, Giorgio has saved her. And so you should start trusting me. Um, So that's sort of interesting. But we also find out, um, I don't know if I said this already, um, that section 31, Leland, one, he knows Captain Pike, and two, he knows Giorgio is Terrence. He knows Giorgio is not from their universe. Um, so, and you get his, his um, relationship with Pike seems a little bit rocky. Yeah. Do you think the same? Yes. Um,
0: and I think Cornwell helped to heal that towards the end uh, and asking the two of them to grow, grow up mm-hmm. and work together because there seems to be some tension with Leland. And because Leland has more power and more technology and didn't that wasn't disclosed and not available to Pike. So um, there's definitely some conflict there. Hopefully everyone works together, you know, but this is a drama. So to, to um, in the end, say Spock, but it seems like Leland just wants, he could go rogue at any minute. um, And he doesn't have the rules that, Pike has to follow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break, um, but we will be right back to discuss everything that happens with Tilly. And then, if you've been counting, we've met, we've had two people we don't know is untrustworthy, but guess who's going to be the third person who we don't know what's happening with. So don't go anywhere. Stick Stay right there, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to the second half of our episode. Guys, okay. So the second half of, epi- second half of this episode, we're going to be talking about what's going on with Tilly. So Tilly is missing from the cocoon and Paul realizes that, oh, she's not dead. She was just sort of transferred to the Hill Network, which is very interesting and weird and sort of gross because that cocoon was very gross, just ugh, disgusting. And he goes to the bridge and tells them like, hey, we need to save tilly this is where she is um and like how do we get there we get there because um normally when discovery jumps they jump from one part through the massiel network to wherever they're going and this time paul is saying we'll do a half jump and we're stopped right in the middle and they're a little iffy about it but pike sort of commands the team by saying i haven't known her not known her long but tilly would have given her life for anyone on this ship and i will say i got a little teary-eyed because i was like that's my captain that's my captain (laughs) um and he gives the sort of um but in that moment uh when paul is giving the whole explanation um cutting back for a second we see ash walking and we see paul and ash's eyes meet and paul would like to do some things to ash that are illegal in a very <laughs> bad way. Do you, do you agree with that statement? I
0: agree, I agree, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think, And the rest of the crew I would think was giving Ash a moment like, what, what are you doing here? And like, <laughs> like this is not how this works and you're in a different uniform. Oh, what's going on? This is crazy, yeah. So it's,
1: um, yeah, Paul was not really feeling it. But I also could also understand that um, Ash, cares about Tilly because when everything came out about Ash, that he was the one who killed Hugh and that he has Vulcan inside of him and all that stuff, um, Tilly sat with him and she sort of started the whole crew accepting him again. So I can feel I feel that Ash has little emotional skin in the game with the rest of them because he cares about Tilly. Regardless of the fact that Paul wants to beat the brakes off this boy. <laughs> so um, they make the plan to go to the MySeal network to save Tilly. And they have to stay within the little cube gel thingy that he always is in. I don't, I don't know why I'm calling it a gel. I just can't think of what the name is. I apologize people Um, that he gets injected with the little spores to um, go to the MySeal network and whoever's going with him has to be in that container with him. And Michael, me and Michael is like, I'm going to, and I'm just like, okay, give the glory to someone else. Give the glory to someone else. Cause uh someone else could have gone jet jet could have gone because we didn't see jet this uh, this episode correct me if i'm wrong i don't think we saw jet do you remember seeing her jet was not there and i checked the credits no jet i don't know
0: where jet disappeared but jet should have been there it would have been great dynamics between all of them
1: it would have made a little bit more sense for her to be there too because she was literally in the last scene of the last episode and this episode like takes place Literally right after that last episode ends. Like Michael's running there and Paul's like, oh my gosh, she's gone. Right. Continuity, people. Jet and should have been there. Everything doesn't have to center around Michael. It's not yes. the Michael <laughs> show. Right. Oh. Like, mm, continuity, people, continuity. Um, but we see so then the episode sort of shifts to Tilly, and we see Tilly in the network. And she's there with May and May has crazy eyes. And if you have crazy eyes, run. If you ever see someone with crazy eyes, people, repeat after me, run. Um, But she tells Tilly the reason that she's there is because there's something that was brought by Paul whenever he jumps from the discovery that is destroying the network. It's destroying her home. And she latched onto Tilly because Tilly has a good heart and Tilly cares. And she thought Tilly would be the perfect person to help to help destroy the monster that's trying to kill them. And she's giving me crazy eyes because she's very singularly goal oriented. Like in the last couple of episodes that we've seen her, she hasn't really been open 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 to listening to up, to listen to whatever Tilly has to say. She is sort of forcing Tilly down the road that she wants her to go and not trying to explain what's going on. So, that's another reason why I don't like May because it's a very one track mind which I guess she's a fungus so she doesn't have the she she may not be have the cognitive power to really forward think or broaden her mind but it was very annoying because she has that mentality that I hate in people where it's like you can't think you can't see past your problem and like open your mind to the bigger scale um but anyway so my personal feelings for May aside (laughs) um we see that the um pike on the discovery sends out this like uh ship-wide announcement telling everyone hey we're going after tilly because she's starfleet and she expects us to come after her because that's what we do it was very heartfelt and very emotional and i i still again was like that's my captain that's my captain because yeah. it's not something that Lorca or terry and Georgia would do ever yeah definitely not what they would have done and they jump um and they're half there half not and so then while they're in the network Tilly and May see the ship arrive and May's a little pissed off that it's there but Tilly's like yes my friends came after me oh my gosh we can go to the ship get the thing that we need get something or help get help to destroy what it is but Tilly makes the point of saying I think you told me this earlier um before we got back on the recording um that Tilly makes May promise that she can go home after this and I don't know if I believed May when May said she would do it did you Yes, but
0: that's just because I try to believe the characters.
1: When <laughs> so I'm the only jaded person here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Way to make me look bad. Thank you. Um, just joking though, but not really. So, <laughs> um, So yeah, anyway, so they're on the ship and we see that Paul and Michael, they come out of the container and they start doing a reading of the ship. And Tilly and May, they're climbing, they're getting aboard the ship. And Tilly goes to the armory and she grabs one of their guns. And the ship alerts Michael that a gun was taken from the armory. And she's like, how would they, why would they do that? We need to figure out what's going on now. And Tilly tells May, fall in line. And May's like, what does that mean? And Tilly has those shoes. I sort of tell that Tilly was trying to have a moment of saying, I feel like a soldier. It means just get behind me. She was trying to have like a I'm a powerful girl moment and May just sort of let that flop. She's like, uh. Um, but then they hear a uh noise and Tilly like points the gun at them and uh at the at the area where she hears a noise and she's like, come out, I have a gun, I'm gonna shoot you if you don't come out, like hands up, because she thinks it's the monster. But it's really Michael and Paul, they come around the corner and they have, they're about to have an emotional reunion, but Michael and Paul still have their guns trained on um, on May. And Tilly has to stand between them, like, no, don't. She's here because, she brought me here because something's attacking the network and we need to stop. I still would've shot May, cause she still, she gives off crazy eyes. You're shaking your head at me. Again, people, I'm the only one who's dead inside, so. <laughs> I don't trust people. I have no hope. Um, <laughs> so they make it. Up, they take it upon themselves to help May, but they they reiterate they only have a certain amount of time to be here before the mycel network eats through the ship. And so, regardless of the fact that they can help her now, or they might have to come back later, um, they only have that hour, which is they've already cut into. So they're following the trail of the monster, and we get around a corner. And we see, this, like, we see this person like huddled up, covered in like this black stuff and burns all over their body. Um, and they turn and face us. And would you like to tell the people who it is? It's Hugh
0: Kolber, Dr. Hugh Kolber. And he's been there for six months. Woo, so pause husband who has been found everyone
1: <laughs> and he's alive yes
0: yes they had a moment together they were able to reconnect uh hugh also seems as though he's in a much different mental state scared um scrunched over very um I don't know, uncapped. (laughs) He's in pain. He's yes, and
1: dirty. And um, yeah. First thing May says is shoot him. And they're all like, No, we can't shoot him. And May's going crazy. I'm like, May, this is why they should have shot you, but just saying. (laughs)
0: But yeah, he was alive. (laughs) It was a weird journey to get there to get to him um but i'm glad because that was a really nice connection for me i felt like there was it's nice to see a like a love connection mm-hmm. on the ship and uh um and it was just weird it was just an awful scene of how he died with with ash like separating Hugh for, like cracking his neck like that that was just awful back. and painful so it's so nice to have the character back. Now, how do we get them back to the USS
1: Discovery from the Mycenaeal network? That's a whole other mission. <laughs> and we find out that it's not gonna be super easy to do because unlike, cause they all head back to the container. Well, one, before they do that, May basically attacks Tilly, grabs the gun and tries to kill Hugh. And it's like, no, we can't do it. Um, like we can't kill him. And May's like, he's, been, he's killing us, he can't stay. And then Michael, I have to point out, she has, I don't know why they make her scientific revelations emotional. So I guess they cut, there's like a tree there. Or there's something that poisoned the mycelial network and they know not to touch it. And Hugh has basically covered himself in it because it's the only thing that stops the, the network from basically burning him. And, um, and it, it stops the spores from burning him. And Michael, she's like, oh, he's covered in it. And it's like, they make her have an emotional scientific discovery. And I don't get why they keep doing that. Mm. Like whenever in past episodes, whenever she comes to something scientific, she has like an emotional reaction to it. And it's like, that's not emotional. It doesn't need to be emotional. I don't know if it's like the way they're directing her or if she's If she even realizes she's doing it, I'm just sort of getting tired of her having an emotional reaction to every scientific discovery. Oh, cool. I was like, oh crap, you know, he's not killing you. The reason he has a poison on him is because it doesn't, it's stopping the spores from burning him. So basically you guys are killing each other, but it came out way more emotional than I felt like it needed to be. Did you think the same or am I just dead inside? Yeah, I was still also kind of just stunned that he was back. (laughs) (laughs) That that took me a little
0: while and to make this connection and like, okay, but they're in this weird upside down in between space. So um, I understand the fact that there, a disease was brought in that was, that's threatening their network. Anything from an outside of an ecosystem that goes in could threaten, the natural habitats that's there it's just that I don't know I, I it was a weird connection with Hugh, um and so I'm still coming to terms with that in just a minute too I have an alternate ending <laughs> to talk about but um yeah so they figure out how to
1: get Hugh out though yeah, but before before they do though, um, they're able to still talk to Discovery while they're in the MySeal network. And they end up relaying back to them that Hugh's alive and you can see on their faces everyone. And then it cuts to Ash's face of like, oh crap, this dude's alive. Um, well, he's like, it's not that he's upset, but like, I wonder what implications this could have. Because technically he did kill Hugh, but Hugh's alive. So is he still, is he still in charge of his murder? Um, like charged with his murder because you can't really kill someone who's still alive. But neither here nor there. Um, we also see that Hugh can't come back initially because he was built in the mycel network. Like he he brought himself back together because um, as you guys remember, he was killed when Paul was in that little, when he was sort of like, I want to say crazy space, but like when he was in the mycele network and he, his eyes were glazed over him, um, and like he was, half there, half not. And basically it was after he saw Hugh's body, like he was crying um, and like he kissed him. Um, and it was like, I guess that DNA, because he was still connected so viscerally to the mycelial network, he brought that DNA with him into the mycelial network. Um, and that was able to sort of reconstitute him because how they explain it is energy cannot be um, created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. So basically, technically, this is a new, completely new version of Hugh. It's not the same body. That body was whatever they do with Starfleet was done to that body. But this is like a whole new body that created itself in the network. So he can't go back with them through the container because he's not human. And like, um, he is, but he's not, if that makes sense. And Tilly can go back through the container because um, she was just transported there but her atoms weren't really changed. Um, and so they basically have to beg May to get the person who's destroying them to bring him back to their, to their world without killing him, because that's what May wants to do. May wants to kill him. And I didn't trust her. I'm dead inside people. I didn't trust her, but she held up her into the bargain because they made a pinky promise yes they did do a pinky promise (laughs) because Tilly's is so cute (laughs) um and we also see before they come back um because they need a little bit more time which granted they didn't really feel like that was an hour worth of time that was they were there but it seemed like the ship was about to fall through and so um uh ash ends up calling section 31 it's like we need help and uh, pike is like you can't do that. Like stop talking to people on my bridge. <laughs> um, but we see the, the section 31 ship come and like shoots tractor beams onto the Discovery and basically hold it steady. So it doesn't get sucked in anymore. Um, and then we see Giorgio give them an extra three three minutes and 30 seconds that they didn't have before to help them figure out how to bring Hugh back. And it's, that's a side of her again that we're just not used to seeing. Like she did something that she didn't really have to do. Because granted, if she let them all die, um, that's less people who know her secret. Mm. So she could have just let them die, but she still brought them back. So it makes me think like, what is, I just don't know what to think. Um, but eventually they all get back. Um, and well, when I say all, Paul, Michael, and Tilly, they come back through the container and they're looking like anxiously at the cocoon and it melts. And we see his booty. <laughs> I was very shocked to see that even for like the split second, it was all there. I was very but shocked. How did they get Hugh
0: in the Mycenaeal network into whatever form? So that he's in the cocoon. How did they inject his. So that form
1: was may. So basically Hugh they DNA had into the cocoon. Cause it was already in the network. His his, so it wasn't something they could do. It was something that may had to do. That's the way I understood when I watched it. It was something like how May, basically she was reversing what she did to Tilly. Okay,
0: but Tilly Tilly didn't have to return through the cocoon. She could return through the cube through the same way that Paul
1: and Michael. Yes, because they were there. But if they weren't there, I believe that Millie was gonna have to send her back through the cocoon. So they like did it that way. So basically how how May was supposed to send Tilly back, she sent Hugh back that way. And cause May could go through the container. It doesn't, it, it's, it's science. It is not, it's, and it's fiction. I just had to let that part go, but it made sense, but it didn't. <laughs> right. I, I like to call this fuzzy logic. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. Hugh's back on the ship. Um, Pike is still pissed at Ash for co- contacting another ship um, without his authorization. Basically, tells him he's had to stay on the bridge, right. um, and we see a little show off between um, Pike and Leland, who's the head of the Section Thirty One, and the admirals there. And I don't, I still don't like this chick. <laughs> I feel better about her
0: with this episode than before. Before, I did not like her I, I, since, I don't know, sleeping with Lorca. I felt like she was Ugh. sleeping with the enemy there. But uh, she seems to want to bridge uh, Leland and Pike together because they seem to have some um, animosity between them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's some, there's some there's, something going on with them from the past. And so... She talks about how nation building is never easy and she wants them to work together. And she also assigns a permanent liaison to Discovery in the form of Ash. So Ash is a new member of the crew, sort of, kind of. This is going to get
1: awkward. (laughs) It's going to be super awkward because he killed Hugh. (laughs) And Hugh's back. And so I just, I, I don't, quite get oh, i just every time i feel like star, star trek takes like two steps forward they take one step back and now at the end of this episode we still don't know where spock is though both section 31 and um discovery are both tasked with finding him and keeping him alive because Starfleet believes spock knows what's going on with the red signals right um, so that gives us hope that section 31 won't kill him because um, they, Starfleet needs him alive. So he's not going to die. I'm excited about that.
0: <laughs> so this is what I wish happened though. So mm-hmm. after, after Giorgio decided that she was going to like kill off all Klingons, on Quizno with this bomb. I wish that they would have taken a trip back to the Terrian empire, dropped off O and like found Terrian Hugh who is amazingly good. Like <laughs> brought him back. <laughs> I was hoping there was going to be a swap. Like I knew they were going to bring you back because I've seen him in um, the commercials and all of the, the promos, but. I was just hoping some other way. I, I just felt like this way of bringing Hugh back was a little weird and fuzzy logic. It's I have a hard time wrapping my head around some of the, some of, you know, things in Star Trek, you just have to believe like the transporters and
1: things like that. It's just, this was far reaching. <laughs> well, I am happy that it's not Taryn Hugh though. Cause I, Again, I thought I did think for, I did think that they were going to have to like grab him or like maybe another version, but the least, but if they had grabbed another Hugh, who, who's to say that he would love Paul? Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I am happy. I, I like how they brought him back. I'm gonna have to disagree on you that, but I, I like, I I don't fully understand it. It doesn't make complete sense, but I, I, I like how they brought him back because it's like, and guys, this is what I'm a little, this is a little part of me that's still alive um inside um it's like a little true love it's like he brought him back because he loved him so much like Paul saved the man of his dreams um he was able to keep a part of him alive that and like that and their love was so strong that he was able to make get Paul get Paul back into his right mind and bring him back and it was just true love so that's that's the part of me that, that's that's a part of me that's not dead on the inside people
0: <laughs> so, does that mean though that
1: paul can bring back anyone if the conditions are right i think it could yeah. be um but i think he has to be connected to the network in the way which he was So not just like because um, otherwise anyone he comes into contact with he could have brought back but it was because of that like because he was in the state that he was in when Paul died, I think that's the only way he was able to bring him back. So if you feel like you're in your deathbed, put Paul back into that state and then there's a part of you that'll come back in six months. So that's what we learned. So we're coming to the end of this episode. So what are your final thoughts? I'm very eager to find Spock. I don't know how we circle back
0: to that, but that was part of our mission. So can we <laughs> I <laughs> need, a girl needs some closure and uh, I'm eager to find Spock. I'm eager to also reunite with Jet. Um, and then here's another character that like kind of dropped off our radar. What happened to number one? She was on the first, she was on the previous episode. We left her with eating a sandwich in like a burger and fries in the mess. hall <laughs> is she still on the ship? Does she transport back out? I don't know. She left. She left. So there's a few characters. I just need some closure. So um writers help wrap this up for me. <laughs> what about you?
1: Um again, yes, we're a Spock. Uh I'm very uh I want to know where Spock is. Um, because at this point it's becoming like Game of Thrones, then winter's coming. Like, are we even going to meet Spock this up this season? I'm very if I don't see him within like the next episode or two, I'm gonna be highly upset. I would be so much more upset. Um, I will say I did enjoy this episode more than I enjoyed the last one. Um, because it wasn't even though the last one wasn't too Michael centered, this one wasn't too Michael centered either. Um, and I just I it was, but it was she didn't have a much as many emotional scenes as she always that they try to give her. Um, and I want to also say that. I want them to stop making her this fake emotions, make her do these fake emotions. Cause I don't believe it. When I see it, I don't believe these. I don't, I don't believe every single mission causes such a visceral emotional reaction. Yes, you are very, we are very happy that Paul's alive but you realizing that he was covering himself in the poison that was killing the spores does not constitute an emotional reaction. Last episode when you realized that the nebula was over 100,000 years old and was trying to send you a message and not kill you does not require a, an emotional reaction. The whole Saru thing, yes, but I didn't believe it. Um so it's just like everything just stop making her scientific discoveries so emotional because they don't need to be. They don't need to be emotional. Just You wouldn't make it emotional if it was a guy. Stop making it emotional because she's a girl. Um, So those are my final thoughts. So thank you guys for sticking around and listening to us. We hope you enjoy. And as always, I'm Andrea. I'm Anika. And live long And 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 prosper. Hey guys, it's Andrea. Thank you for listening to the most recent episode of our podcast, Trekking and Beyond. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. If you enjoyed listening to us, please go ahead and support us by clicking that support button in the episode's description. We greatly appreciate it. As always, live long and prosper.